0: Welcome back, Star Wars fans, to another episode of Coruscant Radio Underground, presented by thesciencefictionary.com. I'm here today with Marisha. Hello. And Daniel. Hey, everybody. And we're going to talk a little Star Wars. We're we're getting really, really close to the Mandalorian.
1: We are indeed. We're getting,
0: we're getting close to the Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I think I'll get a little more excited. I'm really excited about the Rise of Skywalker. I hope it's good, but I'm so excited about the Mandalorian right now that I think I'll probably get more excited for the Rise of Skywalker after the Mandalorian start because right now I'm just really ready for the Mandalorian.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Although will the Mandalorian still be airing whenever the rise of Skywalker's releases?
0: Uh, Yes. Hmm. It's eight episodes.
2: Right, it's airing November 12th. So it should One run week. through the end of December.
0: Yeah. Awesome.
2: The last week in December.
0: Yeah. That's a, uh... I don't know if they actually gave us the air dates. It seems like well, actually no, they did give us the air dates. I don't remember what they were. It seemed like there was a two week stretch between the next to last and the last. I'm not sure why. Maybe it was fall maybe it fell on New Year's. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm really ready for that one. And then Um, and other streaming news, like, so were you, you were here a couple of weeks ago when we talked about the setbacks on the Cassie and Andor series, right? They've had some setbacks with their script and they're working on those. Well, we kind of got some word really just in the last couple of days that it looks like the Obi-Wan series is going to start filming next summer, which means it kind of looks like we're going to see an Obi-Wan series before we get the Cassie and Andor series.
1: I mean, it was just crazy. How... I mean, they the announced ca- the Cassian Andor series a long time before the, they announced Obi Wan. The
0: Cassian Andor series was announced really right after they announced The Mandalorian. Right,
2: but that's also, I mean, they didn't plan on the setbacks they are having now either. So, right, I, I think they they announced them. They probably the way they pl- they announced the Obi Wan series probably played into when they mm-hmm. thought we were going to get it to let it play about the same amount of time as an announcement for Mandalorian and the announcement that came for the in Andor series, and we just didn't expect these right. pushbacks on, on Andor. So.
1: Yeah. So do y'all think their setbacks kind of seem to be the name of the game at Lucasfilm right now? Yeah. Do y'all think that there will be any setbacks for Obi-Wan, or do you think that they have been talking about it for 20 years and they probably know what they want to do by now?
0: Well, you know, with the other bit of news that we kind of got this week from some interviews with Ewan McGregor is that apparently this has been—he's known— Mm -hmm. for a while yeah you really going back a few years ago when he really started getting asked questions a lot right it it appears that somebody or somebodies knew that something was going on at disney right because it really got amped up as to how often he got asked that question yeah he used to get asked it every year or two he'd get asked and it got to where he got asked every time he did an interview. And I don't know if it just became the popular thing to ask him. Right. Or if there was some yeah. rumblings in the industry that maybe something was, cause it's been rumored several times and he did right. actually confirm in an interview this week that it started off as a movie.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And that's
2: really kind of when the, that's really kind of when the question started, whenever they started talking about making these standalone movies, which they've now made
1: mm-hmm.
2: rogue one mm-hmm. and solo. One of the movies everybody wanted was well, you know, Ola McGregor's about the right age. We could see an Obi-Wan right. movie. Mm-hmm. That's really when the question started was whenever yep. those, what they were calling at the time, anthology films right. had been announced.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm perfectly happy to see it as a series though because means we'll get more of it.
0: <laughs> well, and he said the same thing in an interview was, <clears throat> that he was excited about having a longer time to tell the story instead of just, you know, a two-hour movie. And, and that's kind of what we talked about. I mean, we talked about that back on one of our very first episodes that when they were kind of rumoring in the movie. Mm-hmm. But it was about the time that Disney Plus was announced and they were talking about doing show TV shows for the streaming service. Mm-hmm. And we all kind of went, well, it would be really nice to actually see it in a long form instead right. of a movie and Right. Apparently, uh, you know, we weren't the only people that thought it, that would be a good idea. Yeah.
1: It'll be interesting to see because I, the, the first thing that came across my mind was, you know, Ewan McGregor being who he is and being such kind of an icon of Star Wars now, you know, surely they're going to, you know, give fans what they want with this character. And then I remembered The Last Jedi and how a lot of fans didn't get exactly what they wanted. Um with luke so i'm kind of curious to see uh because we don't have any guarantees that just because everybody has an idea of how the story is going to go that it's actually going to go the way we think
0: well all right yeah that's true but i'll wait and and see who's coming on to write it and who's coming on to work on it. i mean i know they've talked about some writers before but I, i really kind of expect To see some old Star Wars names pop up around this one.
1: Honestly, I'd really like to see Ewan McGregor do uh, some of the directing. He's done some directing here lately. That's certainly Um, a
0: possibility, especially when you talk about bringing somebody of his caliber on to do this. Is One mm -hmm. way to pay him enough money to get him to come do a TV show is to let him... direct. Well, not just direct. Let him take some director's credits. He'll probably get a producer's credit.
1: Yep. Well, and... Honestly, I feel like, especially having been an actor in the prequels that got so much, you know, the prequels got so much hate and all the actors from the prequels got so have gotten so much flack over the years. I feel like he kind of deserves his, his moment of glory now. You know, I kind of just feel like he, he deserves that a little bit at this point. Yeah. I saw in an interview, he was... Saying that, you know, people were throwing around, they better cast him, you know, in that role and other names. And he's like, why would they cast anyone else? That's my role. <laughs> mm-hmm. So.
2: Yeah. And one of the things that was never hated about the prequels was I, I feel like at least one of the things most people were pretty happy with was his performance as Obi-Wan.
1: That's true. Mm-hmm. Nobody
2: yeah, that ever true. questioned that he was a good Obi-Wan. But yeah. you still are the the point you're you're making is still valid that those movies did get so much flack
1: mm-hmm.
2: that yeah even though we all loved him as Obi Wan he does get to kind of redeem his portrayal of the character that it won't be it won't be in one of these movies that has gotten so much derision over the years yeah so
0: well that that's one of really one of the number one reasons when this sequel trilogy started that I really Hoped that they would include uh, Hayden Christensen in some way and give him because the thing is he's a better actor than he got a chance to show. Yeah. In the prequel. Eh.
1: Eh. Have you seen him in anything else?
0: Yeah.
1: Um. I've never
2: been. I've never been overly impressed, y'all. I'm sorry. He's he's better than
1: he's better than he's George better, Lucas he's better, script. He's
2: better than what he got in the. He's better than what he got in the prequels. That's because that script or those scripts are so terrible. Uh huh. But I still have never really been a Hayden Christensen. He's okay.
1: He's not your favorite. <laughs> uh, he, he's but okay. nobody deserved that fireside scene.
0: No, Marisha's Marisha's <laughs> long term goal is to mention that in every single episode of this show. <laughs> it's
1: like the worst thing in Star Wars ever. Is that scene? No, no. You are even, in my even heart. When you're, Whoa.
2: Even when your Academy Award winning actress who's sharing most of his scenes with him cannot save their scenes. No. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do?
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Alas. That,
0: yeah, with the whole the whole Obi-Wan thing, the, the what I really kind of got a chuckle. He talks about how it was kind of embarrassing to have to lie, mm-hmm. you know, for the last for years. several years. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is I kind of got a chuckle out of it because thinking about all the kind of Goofball answers he's given over the years mm-hmm. When he knew he was going to do this
1: Well, and I suspected That there were Because for a long time Anybody would say You're going to play Obi-Wan and He'd be like I totally want to play Obi-Wan I'm waiting for that phone call You know, he was like gung-ho yeah. And the minute he started saying I mean, I'd be down for it you know, yeah, if they if, want to do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. It's like, yeah, they're totally. Mm-hmm. Whenever he kind of changed his from like, "Yes, y'all make that happen," into like, "Oh, I would do it," it was like, "Yeah, you're totally doing." Yeah, it. but it turns <laughs> out
0: that it was going on longer than that. You know that. You know, so I I right. think something must have changed in an official capacity when his answer became it a little did. different. Yeah, but
2: that that's what I got from the interview I read. That's what I got out of it. Okay. That whenever he started getting asked that and he knew he was already talking to them, that's when his answer, all he could really say without outright lying was, if they want to do it, <laughs> I'll do it. Because right. he didn't want to lie about it. And he knew they were talking about doing it. So the idea was, if they greenlighted, I'm in. That was as honest as he could be at the time. Right. Other than him saying, "I'm talk- we're already talking and I'm pretty sure we're going to greenlight it soon. He couldn't yeah. say that. Right. So the best answer he could give the outright lying was if they want to do it, I'll do
1: I'm
2: it. in it. Yeah. Only, what he what he omitted there was I've already told him I'm in. Right. So that's exactly what I got from the interview I read. All
0: right. So kind of we kind of talked a little bit in this about because of the Cassie and Andor some of the problems they've had with developing that series, even though <clears throat> I fully expect that one to move forward pretty quick once they get the scripts the way they want them. Right. Um, I can't imagine because they were supposed to have already started on that one. I thought as far as I think so. And so I can't imagine that sets aren't already being put together and, you know, other things. So hopefully they'll get the scripts. Hopefully the scripts are not so bad that Tony Gilroy has to just start over. Hopefully
2: Tony Gilroy is able to sit down and.
1: Yeah.
2: Hopefully it's not a complete overhaul. Like he can just tweak them a little bit and we can keep going.
1: Right. Um, uh, he was the tweaker on, um, oh no, I shouldn't say it that way. The tweaker. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was the one who kind of came in on Rogue One, isn't that correct? Yes, the he one came, who in, came and, in and did, changed the, things. did some stuff
0: at the end, some reshoots and some rewrites at the end of uh, Rogue One. Uh, supposedly, I, you know, there's a lot of different stories out there. Most of the indication is that there were some changes to the third act of the film. Yeah, which which was pretty obvious because the first trailer that we saw that had a lot of shots from the third from the third act weren't actually in the movie.
1: Right. Well, and I I remember Gareth Edwards saying in an interview that there was there was a scene that they had shot and they had I mean, they decided a long time ago not to use it. uh, The the TIE fighter, you know, Mm -hmm. her her charging towards that TIE fighter. He's like, yeah, we're not using that. They said, we don't care. It looks cool. (laughs) Okay then.
0: (laughs) So, you know, we kind of talked about that. And then, so really the big, the Obi-Wan stuff is cool, but the big news item this week is that Benioff and Weiss have decided to walk away from Star Wars. So just kind of your initial thoughts on that, Daniel.
2: I may be in the minority, but I'm disappointed. I, I know everybody will point to the last two seasons of Game of Thrones and go, look, see, they're really not that good. They're not that creative on their own. Look what happened when they ran out of source material. We don't want to, but I think that the vision for Game of Thrones, they did put on screen. I think they're talented enough that I would have loved to have seen what they might've done with Star Wars. And I, I mean, they've proven they can take a big,
1: they can tell a big story
2: franchise. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So I'm going to be in the minority. I know. Twitter and Facebook are full of people cheering about this. Mm-hmm. They didn't want a David and Dan Star Wars trilogy, but I wanted to see it. So oh. I'm actually kind of disappointed. Yeah. Uh, one of the things people are talking about that doesn't make any sense to me, they do have a deal with Netflix now.
0: Right. A people are talking de- about, A, a well, very, very big well, deal.
2: Yeah. People are making too big of a deal out of that. People want to act like... They can't do Star Wars now because Netflix is going to be a competitor to Disney Plus. Bullshit. Excuse me. Bullcrap. If you want to edit out the other word, you can. <sighs> <laughs> that, that, that's complete malarkey. You
1: don't, I don't buy think it. It's got
2: a darn thing to do with it. No, I do think there's probably something to the idea that they they're getting some Netflix projects going. That maybe there's some scheduling conflicts.
0: Well, that was one of the things. The article. Whatever, that, from who wrote this article Uh, from variety um you know variety is a pretty reliable publication and and their their sources were not that they weren't allowed to do both but that netflix maybe seemed to have some concerns about them being tied up for the next four years
2: right and that i can kind of understand that part i get if they think the netflix deal is more lucrative for them i mean let's, let's call it what it is It is a business. Mm -hmm. It's about the money. If you got to let go of one or the other, and Netflix is going to be something to sustain you more long-term, it's a business decision.
0: Right. Yeah. That's all it is. And I think this one was strictly business. I mean, people are talking... There were people out there trying to make this out to be Kathleen Kennedy fired them, and then there were others saying that Kathleen Kennedy... They couldn't work with Kathleen Kennedy. But uh, Jason Ward over at Making Star Wars, who is a pretty reliable source... Said that his sources said that it was probably the most amicable of all of the D- leaving directors. Yeah. All of the Disney era Star Wars breakups school, yeah. with directors, breakups. Yeah,
2: because yeah. it people, yeah, people want to draw the parallel between this and Lord Miller, and I don't, I, I don't see it. I don't that's think
0: that's
2: what happened at all. It's a completely different thing.
1: I mean, directors leave projects before they get off the ground, good all the time. All the time. Uh, Del Toro left The Hobbit before it got off the ground. Until it's actually, you know, for directors to leave after principal photography is finished, that's unusual.
0: Hmm. Yeah, because it's not like, you know, they talk about, you know, one of the examples they use in the article, they talk about the problems on Rogue One. It's not even kind of comparative. Gareth Edwards didn't go anywhere.
2: Yeah. No, he didn't.
0: And Gareth Edwards had worked with Tony Gilroy on the Godzilla film just prior to doing Rogue One. Yeah. Right. You know, it wasn't like they brought somebody else in and said, all right, move over, Gareth. They brought somebody in that Gareth Edwards was comfortable working with.
1: And they made a great movie. I mean, like, there was clearly a lot of drama going off on Rogue One, but that movie is phenomenal. Yes. The movie's great. So it's kind of hard to criticize the the move there because... The movie was phenomenal.
2: Yeah, it worked out. It's all about the results.
1: You know, now Solo, I thought I loved Solo. I thought Solo was a great movie, but it, you know, wasn't eminently successful. So I think the drama may have hurt Solo a little more than it hurt Rogue One.
2: Maybe. The people were just weren't as excited about that one when they made it. People, people, and
1: like, people were never That's like excited, a really, excited. really
2: good yeah. Star Wars movie.
1: Yep. People didn't want Solo. They wanted Obi-Wan. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah. if, if if what Star Wars is to you is ships and aliens and, you know, all the stuff that Return of the Jedi was,
1: mm-hmm.
0: then I don't see how you could not like Solo. Right. Solo because if, if for people that hold Return of the Jedi up as the most Star Wars, Star Wars movie,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Solo is right there with it in those aspects.
1: Yep. Yeah. But if uh, Star Wars is all about Jedi and Sith and lightsabers, then you're probably not going to totally feel Solo on, you know, deep in your soul. And, you know, Solo <laughs> picked but you up a lot of traction you don't after get the much. fact, though.
0: Solo picked up a lot of traction after it came out. It was the unfortunate movie that was kind of sacrificed to, try to, to introduce the idea of recasting some of these characters and to see how people would take it. And hopefully, if they decide to recast in the future, Solo was the one that took the bullet. And that may be moving forward, because a lot of people after the theatrical release have really found it, found it on Netflix Mm -hmm. and have really liked it, liked it a lot and Mm -hmm. said, why didn't I give this a chance in the theater? Mm -hmm.
2: If it's ships and space battles and smugglers and that kind of thing that makes Star Wars for you, you should like Solo. And really, you didn't get a whole lot of mysticism part of it, the Force, Jedi, stuff like that in Rogue One either.
1: True. No, you
0: you didn't.
2: that was about the rebellion that was you know right so
0: i think for for people that wonder if star wars can survive a movie without because there 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 are some concerns once you leave the familiar the familiarity of the saga how will people react or if you do movies with no jedi and and rogue one is the the poster child for doing a Star Wars movie that doesn't involve the mystical elements and the yep. and it's a it works. It does work. Yep. Unfortunately solo and, and it's gonna come up again here in a minute. It's a lot every time you see it written about in a big article, it's always referred to as a box office disaster. Right. Or a bomb. And the it's
1: truth not is not
2: a disaster.
1: The truth is is that it still made over a hundred million dollars. A disaster compared to the saga star wars movies that came out a year before. Well, I mean, it's a disaster.
0: Compared to all other Star Wars movies, it's a failure. Yeah. I'll say that, but in the grand scheme of things as far as
1: movie making, it made more money than some of the MCU movies, which are all widely considered to be successful. Right. Marvel hasn't made a bomb yet. And then there's Star Wars. Yeah. Crash and burn.
2: Now you're talking about a worldwide growth of 392 million dollars I guess a budget of 275 million so that's
1: a lot of money
2: it, I mean financially it's it, with the marketing and everything the feeling is it need to make 500 million but that's a that's a lot of money <laughs> it really is just a you, you would call it a failure at the box office but $322 dollars is still a lot. Of money but it cost so much to make these daggone
0: movies well and this one costs yeah. that one cost a lot more than it should have they yeah. almost doubled their budget yeah. when they brought ron howard on
1: yeah well i mean you don't get ron howard for free for starters well but not just that i
0: mean you had already paid lord miller and then right. you had to turn around and pay ron howard
1: and then you had to reshoot three quarters of the movie
0: but everybody acts like solo is the reason that that Lucasfilm is some, and Disney are somehow panicked now about St- Star Wars' ability to make money because right. of Solo. Yeah, and it's like that one. It made it made some money. It didn't make much, but the truth of the matter is, like, it didn't hurt them. Right. And um. and it doesn't. And that doesn't include the money they made on. Who knows how much money they made on marketing? You know, not on marketing. On how much money they made in merchandising.
1: Right. Yeah, it's true.
0: Um, so. From there, I kind of want to go into, we had an article from Forbes who, I don't, Forbes entertainment section has really, Forbes is generally, you would think of Forbes as reliable. Mm -hmm. But their entertainment section has gotten a little more clickbaity as of late. And they really, really seem to have some sort of vendetta against Lucasfilm right now. Um, they've also been one that's posted negative stuff about the MCU at times, but they're more artsy than all that. But they, they got into this idea, Daniel, this is the one I was talking about a minute ago that I said, I wanted to wait till we were recording. Um, so Forbes kind of goes through all the things that have gone wrong from directors walking away, directors getting fired. Um, the solo, box office failure and the idea of can star wars survive away from the saga and actually floats the idea that episode nine should be the very last star wars movie
2: (laughs) (laughs) sorry that was involuntary (laughs) um okay so first of all We live in the real world, so from a real world standpoint, as long as these things make money, they're going to keep making them. And as long as they are good, they'll keep making money. So that all kind of ties hand in hand. Should it be the last Star Wars film? No. If people, if they they keep making good movies and people keep going to see them, why would you stop? We discussed this a couple weeks ago, that the history of this universe is hundreds of thousands of years long it is a huge galaxy of set in we don't have to keep going to these same planets and we have kind of gotten to a point where we're recycling some of the environments but there's still so much they can explore and do do we we don't have to keep setting our stories in the same 40 years worth of time span mm-hmm. It's it you know the, the history of this universe did not start when Chief Palpatine was born.
0: Right. Well, and so, this this writer, um, this writer. Let's see who is the writer on this. Um, this is by Scott Mendelson at Forbes, and he actually goes as far as to say that without the beloved characters like Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Princess Leia that continuing to make Star Wars movies will make them no better than things like the Men in Black franchise.
2: What? <sighs> the, those characters he's referring to, while, well, yes, Han Solo played a major role in Force Awakens, these core characters we've built with the original trilogy aren't even the main Uh, they're not even the main part of the story, or the central focus of the trilogy we're telling now.
0: Right. Which has been, despite the kind of divisiveness that came out of the last Jedi, despite that, they've made tons of money. It's not like they're, 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 they're
2: in our, are any of us really like abject haters? of Ray
0: and Poe no. and Finn? No, no, actually, that's the thing. We're not. I like the characters. I want to yeah. see those characters get really great stories. Yeah. Yes.
2: There's there's no reason at all it should be the last Star Wars film. No, now, what I just said about this, this story not beginning when Child Palpat, Chief Palpatine was born stands true. And that's where, from A New Hope to where we are now, or from Phantom Menace to where we are now, it's a time period we've been setting it in. Well, we're going to go see episode nine, and if we kind of bring that era of Star Wars history to a close, which is what we're being told is happening, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. Then you're not going to... Then That's the main saga we want to tell with Star Wars. as episode one through nine. But there's no reason not to keep making films set in this universe. No. Or television set in this universe.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you, you can and, still tell like stories. Like I said
2: before, if they're... If they're good stories, they should yep. make them. Yeah. If they make money, they're going to keep making them. And if they're good stories, guess what? They're going to keep making money. <laughs> so I don't see any right. end of this in sight.
0: Right. And, and you can still make, you don't have to even leave this, this stretch of time that we've already told the story in. You can just move completely away from the story we know yep. and go tell other people's stories. Tons of exactly. books in the EU did that, and we're all very successful. Lots of books in the new canon are doing the same thing. And and yeah. have been very successful. So there's tons of story to tell, but this begs the question. Here, I, I've thought about this a number of times because of the way that things have been done, people have not been overly enthusiastic about the handling of the old characters in this. And then we've talked before about how, I, you know, the movies, you know, fine, they are what they are, but I don't really see how they're part of the Skywalker saga, at least not yet. Right should they have just moved forward and made new movies instead of trying to continue the Skywalker saga? Should they have let one through six be the Skywalker saga and just going on and told new stories? Sure.
1: Maybe. Well, I would
2: have had no problem with that. It, it, take, take the two movies we got now and the one we're getting a month from now and let that be a separate story in the Star Wars universe a different trilogy mm-hmm. it had to still be the same movies. It wouldn't have made a difference. Right. It, it doesn't, I, I don't care what you called it. We knew where it was set in the timeline and it's the story. It is regardless of whether or not you try to fit it into that saga or not. Right. And the only reason, you know, it, we do have some connection there now to see why it was set to, to see why it's part of the Star Wars saga. If we know that, um, that Emperor Palpatine is coming back. Right. You know, there's there's going to be connection there to the story we saw episodes one through six. Right. And, of course, I do know there are still people out there who have the belief Rey will be a Skywalker. Maybe she will. And if she does, it makes then that makes the idea of a Skywalker saga even make more sense. This is the point Andrew's been trying to make for, you know, six years now. It's true. So, and it's not what I want. Am I going to be disappointed or surprised if it happens? No, I'm not. But, it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. It could have been a whole different, right. it could have, it, it could have been the, the, the Ray Sandwalker story, yeah. saga, episode one. Yeah. And
1: you could have told this exact story a thousand, you could have set this story a thousand years later, a thousand years earlier, and it could have been the same story.
0: Mm. You don't have to, you know, no. you still well, do yeah. have familiar characters here. But I right. think the no, thing is that is, it, it didn't could have to been be
1: called.
2: It part did the Skywalker Saga, and, and that's the, the thing. Like,
0: is. there's this idea that once we quit telling the Skywalker Saga, that we can't use these characters ever again. Right. And that's that's just sure we can. that's just wrong in all kinds of ways. We can yeah. tell somebody else's story, and those characters can still be part of it. Right. I mean, even even Luke can still be part of somebody yeah. else's story.
2: Right. Oh, newsflash! That's exactly what we've done. Just Rey's story. Exactly. Luke and Han have played a role in it, right? And Leia. That's it.
0: So yeah, I don't. I don't know this. This article, Marisha sent me this this afternoon, and I read it, and I just shook my head all the way through it. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll send it to you so you can read it. But it's yeah, it just tries to talk about all these movies out there that they do a movie and then they go back and they try to make a second one, but it's a whole new cast and they fail. But Star Wars is not the same thing. No. This is a this is a this is not. We made a movie and we want to make a second. We don't have any of the same actors. This is forty two years of world building. And you
2: mentioned the MCU earlier, right? Mm-hmm. So what we have in the MCU right now? We started out with Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, the Incredible Hulk, those characters.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm not giving away spoilers If you've seen Endgame yet, then you didn't really care anyway, <laughs> right? Yeah. So Iron Man's dead. Caps old and retired. They're actually saying we may not... uh, What they're saying now is we may not see Hulk again. Yep. Um, So, but are they going to quit making MCU movies? No. They're going to move on to another era era of the storytelling with different characters. We're getting another Ant-Man. We're going to get another Doctor Strange. We're going to get another Captain Marvel. We're going to get the Eternals. We're going to keep telling stories in this universe with different characters. Yep. It doesn't just end with the the end of Cap and Iron Man's and Hulk's stories.
1: Right. Well, and so. in some ways, it's a little more reflective of how, you know, life really is. You know, we were born and we live our lives and eventually most of us have children and they, you know, take up part of our story and they carry it on and then eventually we die and they have their lives and they tell their stories, you know, and that's kind of how it works, you know. Um, they that, that ebb and flow. And, and I think it's interesting that entertainment is, is kind of uh, movies specifically are kind of starting to, to move that way a little bit. I mean, and it makes sense though, cause that's the way that, that life naturally works. So if you're going to have a long running franchise, that's the way it's naturally going to work. And I think it's going to be fine.
0: Was well, this morning before you actually sent me the, that article I had read a ton of stuff on Twitter of people talking about Star Wars fatigue. And it, it just I just laughed because, I mean, just a few years ago, three or four years ago, everybody was screaming about superhero fatigue. Right. It's like, it's yeah. clearly not a thing. Like, if you keep <laughs> making good movies, people are going to keep watching them. The, yeah. This idea that people are going to get tired of watching a certain type of movie just because yeah. is silly. Endgame,
2: Endgame made more money than some countries
0: right (laughs) Right. it's you know why why would it's like saying oh we're gonna get action movie fatigue yeah it's it's like (laughs) what are you talking about so i I don't know i that that kind of talk always blows my mind and and like i said talking about star wars fatigue is every bit as silly as talking about superhero fatigue
2: we are always going to enjoy good art of any type we're always going to enjoy good films it doesn't matter the genre it does not matter it's if you keep getting good stories and you keep getting good quality talented people to tell the stories you're going to keep making them and you're and people are going to keep consuming them yeah it's it just it is what it is
0: yeah even though they're not even though they're not cinema right oh god yeah here we
2: go <laughs> see that's just people trying to be too artsy about it I guess I don't know I don't know a good I, film's a
0: good film I mean I I really like Martin Scorsese movies but the the you know MC or superhero movies shouldn't even be shown in, in theaters were just kind of really reeked of get off my lawn a mm-hmm. little
2: bit yeah no it, never mind and I love Martin Scorsese. Yeah. If it's got his name on it, I will go see it. Right. So will most people who enjoy movies in this country. hmm So, but it doesn't, it, it still takes the same talent and the same amount of hard work and effort to make one type of film as opposed to another. Yeah. Um, less special effects, lower budget. It's just about the type of movie you're making. It still doesn't take any less talent or effort or hard work or passion to make it no matter what you're making the worst film in the world it, people talk about The Room okay let's we'll talk about The Room for a second The Room is widely considered the worst film ever made <laughs> when when that man made that movie he was passionate about it and all the people who made that movie still put in the same amount of hours and hard work mm-hmm. as Francis Ford Coppola did making The Godfather they're right. two completely different things one of them is one of the greatest films ever made and the other one's a piece of trash. <laughs> but somebody was still passionate about it mm-hmm. and still put in the work and the effort to make it and put in the work and the effort to actually get it put in theaters.
1: Yeah.
0: Right.
2: It, you know, it, it's it, you, you can't disparage that part of it. Right. It's, it's like you said, it's a get off my lawn thing. You don't belong here. But The Room tried to be the type of movie Scorsese would consider cinema. So, right, you know, it's, it's ridiculous.
0: All right. So before we move on to our next topic, what I actually wanted to do, if I can find it here.
1: One of Andrew's Twitter friends.
0: Okay. So our friends over at the of Scuttlebutt podcast, who, uh, if you haven't checked them out, definitely go check them out. We're generally not necessarily a weekly contributor over there, but we... We send them something a few times a month to that they air during their show, and they're a lot of fun. And um, so yesterday, I, I kind of put out a call for any questions that anybody would like for us to answer on the show. And I'm assuming this was from Roe. It actually could have been from, from one of the other guys, but it, it came from their podcast account. But they said, I see all sorts of Clone Wars call-outs in the new Mandalorian obviously due to Filoni and Favreau. What would really blow your mind if you saw it in Season 2 of The Mandalorian or going forward?
2: Mm. I know what I want to see. If we're going to talk about Clone Wars connections, and I already know this is probably already being said, but Ahsoka.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Ahsoka would definitely be a big one. it. And there's, there's a huge call mm-hmm. to to do that character in live action. Yep.
2: And we're gonna have a Mandalore connections last time we saw Ahsoka, she was going off on some kind of adventure with Ren.
1: Yeah.
0: It's true, but the you know, the the problem with that is they're gonna to have to and, and that could be where they bring the characters back, but they're gonna really have to decide what they want to do with those characters going forward. Yeah. And and maybe that's what Filoni's working on now in the animated department. We know they're canceling Star Wars resistance mm-hmm. after this season. It's done.
1: After only two seasons, it's crazy.
0: So my thought there is, they're not going to just leave a big hole there in the animated department. They're going to do something,
1: right? right. Yep. So
0: I would assume that they ran a couple of seasons. They told the story they wanted to tell because they're kind of in. T- they're kind of in sync with the the trilogy. The, right. The, so right. once this trilogy ends and this season ends, it, it's a it's a fine spot to stop it. Right. And. Right. My suspicion is is that Falony has already gone to the heads at Lucasfilm and said, "Here's what I want to do."
1: Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he's always got something he's working on. He seems like that kind of person. He's always kind of thinking a little bit ahead. Yeah. So, so what
0: else? Like, what would if it showed up in the Mandalorian? Even if it showed up in this season, like, what would just really blow your mind?
1: Life Day. Life Day. Yes, Ooh. I think Life Day would be mind blowing.
0: <laughs> All right, Scarif, there you go, A little Life Day action in The Mandalorian.
1: Definitely, I'm not
2: sure that fits the theme <laughs> <laughs> or the tone.
1: I mean, you never know. Life Day could be really different in new canon. I mean, they are pointedly pulling some stuff from uh, the the um holiday special um favaro was real proud of that little funny shaped thing that he's carrying that came from the holiday special the little animated segment on the holiday special
0: yeah all right so let me float this out there because we're what are we eight years after return of the jedi is that what they finally settled on i think so yeah daniel do you remember
2: no i don't but that sounds about right that's kind of where i always (laughs) sort of have my Thoughts set on sort of where this would be.
0: Okay, so in the expanded universe, something pretty big happened in that same relative time period. Thrawn. Thrawn. Right. So maybe not Thrawn because it's kind of the same thing as Ahsoka. Like we've we've got to, you know, they've got to figure out how to solve the hole they left that in before they can just Thrawn show back up. And and Thrawn showing up with a fleet now doesn't work. Right. But we know that they're in the Outer Regions. Mm -hmm. We know that now we know more about the Chiss Ascendancy and who they are and where they're at. And we're getting ready to get a whole Chiss trilogy. And not just that, but this last book introduced a new or the last two Throne books introduced a new villain race Mm -hmm. in the Grisk. Right. So what are the odds that maybe we get caught up in the middle of Ooh, some fighting between conflict. the grisk and the Chess?
1: Yeah, that would be cool. I like that.
0: Well, and if you had the if you had the ascendancy show up at that point, maybe you could alleviate some of those holes left by removing Air to the Empire totally from, right. from right. Canon and, and mm-hmm. maybe a chance to bring some things back in. Yeah Um, Although we didn't get a whole lot of Chiss In the Heir to
1: the Empire trilogy I mean we just had Thrawn We knew nothing about the Chiss Right And speaking of You know we were talking earlier About interesting things To explore in Star Wars Um, Zahn was talking at At Dragon Con About the possibility of Delving into the Chiss Just like as a culture Like having books about the Chiss You know all their background Their history What's going on there um, and that could be an interesting thing to do, completely separated from where Star Wars has been previously.
0: Yeah, you could do that in a TV show, but you've got to introduce it somewhere. So maybe The Mandalorian is the right yeah. spot to to bring in a little bit. I mean, I don't even need them to be a major player, but like, we just get some of their conflict going on out there. Yeah. In the outer region. So Probably more Marissa, likely than any, life day. Anything other than life day or is life day your final answer? I'm going with life day. All right.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kay. we didn't get a, we didn't get the side, Daniel. I was expecting. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs>
0: it's, it's all right. I've got a bunch of them. I'll just edit one in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> I'm sure one of the episodes Robbie was on, I gave y'all a bunch.
0: <laughs> you did. I actually joked a while back about if we couldn't get you to come back on, I was just going to get some of your, some a collection of you sighing and put them in the sound effects <laughs> board so I could just play different sighs at the ends of certain things.
1: So we, we feel like Daniel's here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm back.
1: <laughs> We're glad you're back too. What a helpful wife.
0: Okay, so... I kind of had another thing, and and this kind of spawned out of a um, a tweet I saw earlier this week. And I see tweets; I I spend probably more time than I should just kind of scrolling through Twitter because oh, he's it's supposed CD to be working. And, yeah, uh, and <laughs> other things. So I, I saved this one just because it it kind of made me start thinking, kind of some of the same things we've we've talked about. But the the question posed by this tweet was or what they said was, I do not understand the appeal of Wedge Antilles. Is this an expanded Mm. universe thing? And yeah, to some some extent, to some extent it is an expanded universe thing because of the popularity of the character in the X-Wing series. So sure, that really built his, but I mean, we're still talking about a character who was there to blow up both Death Stars. He was there on Hoth taking down... Walker's right next to Luke Skywalker. Outside of Luke Skywalker, he is the best pilot in the in the uh, Rebel Rebellion, fleet. Rebellion, yeah. So, and it, what it made me start thinking about, and and it kind of, and, I, and maybe I don't know this person. I, I don't know anything about them. Maybe it's a younger person, and maybe they view it differently. But one of the great things about Star Wars has always been that everybody, every character no matter how long or short of a period of time they're on the screen, kind of gets a backstory. Especially when they get a toy. Right. (laughs) I mean, that's the thing. We had toys, even back in 78 when the first toys came out, you had all kinds of toys of characters that were just background. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Right. We didn't even get a name for most of them. You saw it on the box.
0: Walrus Man, right? Wasn't... Walrus Man, yeah. (laughs) Panda Baba was Walrus Man. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the, that's always been one of the cool things and one of the cool things about the fandom in general and it might drive people at Lucasfilm crazy i don't know but you know we see characters in the background and we start sending messages to you know Pablo and and Matt saying who is Jesus? this <laughs>
1: <laughs> what what does he do and what's his deal why right. is he there What's his motivation?
0: So, just kind of, what are what are y'all thoughts when you, that tweet, you know, about not understanding the appeal of somebody who's who's a side character, you know, more or less a background character, an important background character, but still kind of a background
1: character. Like, what are y'all's thoughts on that? That's a big deal with Boba Fett. He's only in the movie for, you know, what? Yeah.
0: Ten minutes of screen had time?
1: Like Ten minutes of screen time.
0: He... Yeah, it's true, but he is still kind of the big bad in Empire, right? He's sort of the mysterious,
1: but but he's not he's not like the main player. Like you know, he, he he's, he's not, not Darth, Darth Vader, Vader. right? Um, you know, he's sort of a a, a sub sub villain. I, so I
0: have a theory with well, okay, so two things happened. The fir- very first time that anybody ever saw Boba Fett was in a televised parade during the holidays.
1: Huh? Really?
0: Yeah. And then he shows up in the um in the holiday special. Mm-hmm. And so then he shows up in Empire and the first time we ever see him I really think that part of the reason that everybody went okay that guy's cool because Vader's talking to all of these you know bounty hunters that are look kind of rough, we don't mm-hmm. know anything about them um and he turns to Boba Fett is no disintegrations, <laughs> so you know. And so the first time we ever see him, we go, "Okay, this guy's a badass."
1: Yeah, right. Um, so I started following Daniel uh, Logan on Instagram. Man that that guy wants to play Boba Fett in a real way. I mean, like. I think three quarters of his social media presence is like his giant Boba Fett costume and just various Boba Fett references. Yeah. It's like, he's like legit. He really, really wants to play Boba Fett. I'm still
0: not convinced he's not going to get a shot. I think eventually they're going to have to address the what happened to Boba Fett question.
2: Yeah. They don't really have to.
0: They don't have to. It's fine. He was always a mysterious character, and it's fine to leave his death uh, mysterious. Now, right. granted, this but special— it doesn't, have to, we, doesn't
2: have to be mysterious. You literally can just look. The Sarlacc ate
0: him. <laughs> right. Well, and we've talked about this before. You know, when he fell in the pit, it was like, well, maybe he can survive. But, I mean, he got eaten the by the plant mouth. from the Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They changed the pit. Like, you ain't getting out
0: of that. (laughs) That thing's got a mouth now. I mean, so, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I I think at some point, and I really, I think they're going to address it. They've kind of hinted to something. There's something big in the first episode of The Mandalorian regarding Star Wars lore. They've already they've already kind of hinted that there's something big. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I really think that at some point in this, this is the series that makes the most sense to address Boba Fett, the Boba Fett issue. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just to say, you know, it was a real shame when Boba Fett fell in the Scar-like, in the Sarlacc <laughs> pit and died. You know, they're going to mention it. They're going to do something in this series. I'm still convinced of that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, and we've,
0: and The armor so turned back Favre up. The Favre armor says, did turn
1: back up, yeah. In the, one of the books, right. yeah. In the aftermath books, mm-hmm.
2: but um, oh, no, Fabro has admitted when he started writing this thing, he was writing about Boba Fett, and it was, yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> and Pablo Flawney said, sort of well, of yeah. oh, Was it
2: Pablo
1: <laughs> or no, I'm sorry,
0: <laughs> it wasn't Pablo, yeah. You're right, it was Dave, it was Filoni. Was like, I, ah, you know, you can't use Boba Fett, right?
1: You know, Boba Fett's not actually a Mandalorian, right? <laughs> I think was the line, okay. So, <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know how that all went down, but that's uh yeah, he definitely started off writing a Boba Fett story.
1: He's like, "Hey, dude, I'm writing about Boba Fett in my Boba Fett socks." He was like, "No, you're not." <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, they could still do something interesting. I, I have no problem with the idea that maybe he did survive, but if they just leave Boba Fett dead, that's fine too, but mm-hmm. it still just leaves room to build more new awesome characters.
2: So- if episode one of the Mandalorian, we find out in the last 10 minutes of not naming this character, that this character really is Boba Fett. And they just all threw us for a loop and we're pulling our chain for the last year. How are you going to feel about that? What if it really is Boba Fett?
1: I'll say, I told you so. I told you so.
0: I, I would actually, I think I would be okay with it. But the only thing is, is that in the last trailer, we did hear him talk. And I do believe the helmet's going to come off, and
2: well, we already know what he looks like. I mean, it's, we you know, do know it's what he lo- we skill. do know you what know he looks
0: like. But if if we know what Boba Fett ought to look like too, and we know what Boba Fett sounds like, yeah. well, I mean he's he's a just,
2: we just we just addressed the issue of recasting.
0: That, that's true. I mean, you could recast. I just I don't think it's Boba Fett. I think this guy's a legit. I don't either. I, I think was this, just well, it out well, I, I do think, I think that if they even if they bring Boba Fett back, I think they're going to leave Boba Fett's origins a little mysterious as to whether he is a Mandalorian or isn't. And I I think that this is very pointedly well, this, guy, this guy, this guy is Boba a Mandalorian. Is Jango. Right,
1: right, right. But still, theoretically, if Django is a Mandalorian, then his clone well, yeah, would yeah, right. be it's by exactly extension, right. right? You're
2: right. That I was mean, a stupid thing for me to say. Yeah. <laughs> You're
0: right, but i th- I think that I think that this guy is very pointedly a Mandalorian. There's been some hints that we're going to get a lot of Mandalorian lore in this, which is not a surprise. We all thought that was going to be the case when when they announced that right. Dave Filoni was going to be working on this with Favreau.
1: Yeah, he likes him some Mandalorian lore.
0: Well, he not, he doesn't just like it. I mean, he has written. On, him and George Lucas together wrote almost every bit of. Mandalorian lore, and he wrote a lot of it on his own. Right. So, um, you know, as as far as Mandalorian lore goes, Dave Filoni is the guy. What you got for us, Marisha? You read a bunch of books or something?
1: No, but I did buy Heir to the Empire on audiobook yesterday.
0: Awesome. So, yeah, Daniel, I was going to ask you about this. And uh, do you have any interest in reading the Heir to the Empire trilogy? I do. Because we kind of been talking about it and we want to do an episode uh, at least one it may actually take more than one episode we may have to do an episode per book is talk about Thrawn, Thrawn and, and the effect that those three books had on the future of Star Wars
2: okay I'm sort of in the middle of a Joe Abercrombie book at the moment
0: uh, there's no hurry I think sometime next year we'll do the episodes
2: <laughs> yeah no I'll I'll I can do that I shouldn't shouldn't tell me but a uh, Really, I can do it pretty quick. It shouldn't take me but a few days or maybe a week to finish the book I'm reading but I'm really into it so I'd rather not have to stop. Oh, no, no. Those no. Those don't don't stop your
0: book. Like... I'm in the middle of a book too and I've read them but I'm going to reread and Marisha just started listening to them for the first time. So. Yeah. But I haven't read them since I was like... I read them the first time when I was 10 and I think I read them again when I was 14 or 15 but I had... That's... it's been a long time since I've read them so I'm going to reread.
2: Okay. No, I can do the same thing.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, does anybody have anything else they wanted to add before we wrap up for the night? Awesome. Well, uh, Daniel, where can people find you on the internet?
2: Dan C peeps at Twitter.
0: Yep. And send him your comic book questions. Yes,
1: please. The man. Don't send me your comic book questions because (laughs) I read a comic book once. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm Marisha Gore and you can find me on Instagram, uh, princesses underscore and underscore Padawans and also at princessandpadawans.com.
0: All right. Well, you can uh, find me at running the Twitter account for this show at Sci underscore Fictionary. You can drop me a line at of course, Not Radio Underground at gmail.com. And you can find me at the sciencefictionary.com. And uh, before we go, probably, hopefully next week, we're going to kick off our brand new show, The Science Fictionarian, which is going to be a much broader scope show covering all things fantasy and sci-fi. So really looking forward to to getting that one out there for y'all. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. And until next week, may the Force be with you.